Amen. Recognizing patterns. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. He had called. He gave. And then in verse 5, Jesus sent forth. And this is a pattern that when you read the word of God, you begin to recognize that you see the same thing over and over. I don't know. I I have a pattern of reading the news. And uh, there's a lot of good things that happen, but there's more bad things that happen. And so I don't know if you read the local news, but there's there is two. There were two people or man and a woman, but they were killed in 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 Jacksonville area while they were eating breakfast. And so you say, preacher, what's the pattern? They were killed while they were eating breakfast. So the police used that pattern, right? That was the similar similarity. And so the police are looking for a serial killer. (laughs) That's just a joke. (laughs) But you see that there's a pat. I know that's bad, right? They call those dad jokes. But you see, there was a pattern. God calls, God gives, and God sends. Well, if you have been a Christian for any amount of time, you realize that as you read the word of God, there are prevailing patterns. And you begin to recognize them in your lives. And there's different ways of saying them, but uh, when Joseph was in the prison, there is the commotion before the promotion. And so Joseph was sent to prison, but those prisoners' chains that Joseph wore were only preparing his character for the ruler's robes that God was going to bestow upon him later in his life. There was a commotion before his promotion. Well, another thing is, we'll say, preacher, but God is blessing. Well, there's a pattern there. So when God blesses, then our enemy Messes. It's a pattern that we see throughout the word of God. That when God does something, the enemy does something too. And my wife and uh, she was sharing this the other day. She said, uh, <laughs> she said, we always get in a disagreement right before you have to teach someone about marriage. And I hate it when she's right. You know, I just said that actually right on, you know, everyone's going to hear that. Somebody, But, you know, it seems like it's a pattern. And you know why? Because God has you pass the test before. <laughs> Amen. If you're a teacher, you got to pass the test, right? You can't just hand it out and look at your red letter edition from your. T- That's not what God wants. God doesn't want you to have the textbook. God wants you to be the textbook. So my wife, unfortunately, was correct. Amen. And unfortunately, in the disagreement, she was correct. And I don't even remember what the disagreement was. But she was correct. Is she always correct? 51% of the time, maybe. But I don't know. She's, she's often, you know, the one with the loudest voice isn't always right. Just because someone has a louder voice doesn't mean they're right. Just because they're on Twitter and they have a million followers doesn't mean what they say is right. Just because they're a movie star or just because they're a preacher doesn't mean they're right. BC, right is right because it's right. Amen. And sometimes if you're wrong, you try to lift up your voice to try to drown out the truth. Give us Barabbas! And so 
So that's what the chief priests said, right? They weren't right, but they were loud. Amen. When Israel had the ark, they brought the ark and it said the earth rang with the shout of Israel, but the ark didn't profit them because a loud shout doesn't give you the right place. But there's a pattern that God shows here. And I believe that uh, when, uh, when patterns can be a blessing to you. My mother, growing up, she would force me because I was little to go to the fabric store. And it was the most uncool store because there was no toys in it. There was patterns. And so back before cheap clothing, you know what women used to do? Make clothing. So my mom, there were, I don't know, maybe there were no good thrift stores so around, but my mom, it's funny because my, my daughter went to Kohl's the other day and she has her own money and we, we've got this little toy thing. And I said, check how much it is, honey. She looks on, it's a little like bird that you press a button and it makes a noise, right? Little, little piece of junk, right? And so she looks under it and she has the money. I said, how much was it? $14.99. I said, there you go. It's all your money. She goes, puts it back. She goes, I want to go to the thrift store. <laughs> so I want to get something, right? My wife brought this stuffed animal up. She goes, here, but it's $10, 30% off. So my, my, my daughter's like, mm, 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 mm. no. So my mom, knowing how much clothes were back in the 70s, she went to the pattern store, right? So you'd buy a pattern and you could lay it over a piece of fabric and you cut around the edges and it would make the same thing as the pattern showed on the front, if you knew what you were doing. So when we follow patterns, God begins to cut away the useless things in our life and begins to make us and mold us into the image that God wants us. So there's three things that I would like to look at and to recognize the patterns in your life as a Christian, I think it's really a superpower to begin to recognize that, you know, if God does one thing, then inevitably he's going to do the next thing in the pattern. And so a lot of times it seems like it's negative or it seems like everything's falling apart. Or it seems like there's water coming down where it shouldn't be. I don't know if there's a special waterfall design inside of your home in New York, but probably not. But there's a pattern that we need to recognize. Wait, wait a second. Maybe God is calling me to greater victory through prayer. Maybe God is calling me to deny the apparent reality and get a greater spiritual reality from the one that I need the most. His name is Jesus. So the Bible says... When Jesus in Matthew chapter 11, and God began to deal with our heart about this because as we recognize patterns in the word of God, you see, the devil doesn't want us to do this because he wants us to get wrapped up in emotions of our circumstances. You know, a lot of times it's not easy to do what God wants you to do at the beginning. And I, I don't know, I've stood outside. I, I was at a place where I was, I think my, uh, you know, I don't know what was going on in my mind. But I remember my wife had already gone into this place and everything. And I'm standing in the parking lot and I'm talking to God. And I was like, God, but I don't want to. And I was talking like a little kid, right? Because I hadn't processed the first thing that I was going through, which was just something emotional. You ever been through there? And, and God's like, no, you need to go in here. But I'm like a little kid and I was talking to God. I'm a grown man. And I was like, God, but I don't want to. What'd you do? I went in. 
<laughs> you know, that I realized after I had my little pout with God, I realized, you know what, God, I know what you want me to do. And you see God in a pattern. If we do what God wants us to do, God's always got a blessing on the other side. There's a sunshine on the other side of every rain. There's that rainbow that comes out. God's got something for you, even in the middle of the crazy time. So the Bible says at first, God called. You know that God is a calling God. You know, sometimes my phone rings a lot. Uh, and sometimes, the well, it doesn't ring a lot, but when it rings... I love new phones. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing when you're receiving the call because you know who's calling. It's a curse when you try to call someone that doesn't want you to call. Because you used to be able to call, people would just pick up the phone and say, hello, because there was no caller ID. So the phone rings, you don't know if it's uh, Ed McMahon giving you a million dollars or if it's your mom or if it's a salesperson. Now, scam likely. You know what I do with scam likely? Boop, and I hit that little red thing. And my wife has shared there was a scam likely call and didn't she hang it up and it was someone that we knew. So sometimes it's a scam likely, but it's not a scam. But then other times you can set a ringtone and you know that when that ringtone happens, it's your daughter or it's your son or it's, uh, you know, somebody that you trust. And so you hear that ring and you can even answer it without even looking at uh, who's calling. And... It's an interesting thing when God calls us. We have a spiritual, a spiritual phone, if you please, our heart. And when God speaks to our heart, we know who's calling. We know who's calling. You check the caller ID just to make sure and it says, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, do I answer that call? Because you see, the first thing that God does before he gives us a blessing, the Bible says in another place, it said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come. He said, There's a call from Jesus Christ. There were some people that uh, uh, we used to go do a lot of door-to-door before COVID started. And, you know, COVID's slacking a little bit. And there were some people that came to our door. And they were going door-to-door, inviting people to church. Brethren, there's people still calling. And uh, he was saying, you know what? We just want to make sure you got a church and that you're on the way to heaven. You know, that's exactly what Jesus, he calls men and women. That He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. There is a call. And then I'm thankful that there are men and women. Say, and this is going to get to the end of our message. But first of all, God calls us unto him. There's a call. You know, there's a call that when God calls us, he wants us personally to draw closer to him. He wants us personally to come to him. You know that uh, I'm thankful, though, that when God calls us, it's for a purpose. You know, when the scam people call you, you know, it's for a purpose. They want to sell you, you know. Someone, some of this, uh, someone said that they, you know, they've got these alien people believe in aliens and they're trying to get all these transmissions from aliens. You ever seen that? So I read this thing that they, they deciphered and decoded the first ever alien radio transmission. And you know what it said? Your vehicle warranty is about to expire. You know, <laughs> you know, you get the scam call and they call you for a reason. Not really, right? 
But you know that when Jesus calls you, he doesn't just say psych, but he calls you for a reason. When I call my daughter, I call her for a reason. You know, and so many times, man, the devil, he's just a liar. You know, because so many times we can be down on ourselves, so that we can think that God is down on us. I was reading about a man named Andre Agassi. He was a, he's a great tennis player. He's retired now. But he said the booing of the crowd is nothing like the booing in your head. You see, right before he went to bed, he said, I have these negative thoughts coming in into his head. And I remember, uh, so the other day, uh, my, my daughter, we had a couple of these helium balloons of pandas. And so, and we had some folks over. And uh, they have a little girl. So one was for the little girl and one was for my daughter. So at the end of the day, uh, my, my daughter gave this other little girl a panda balloon. That's helium, right? So the other little girl brought it outside and let it go. And let me tell you, it went. And I thought maybe it would come back down. I don't even know. If you see it, it might still be flying by. Like... <laughs> I don't know. It's up in the mountains with the Himalayas or something like that. It just kept going up. And I was like, oh, there it goes. You know, so it was just like, (laughs) my daughter went back inside. She came out with the other one that belonged to herself. And I was like, (gasps) kids don't naturally do that. Well, here's the thing. So at the end, I I walked back to, uh, I walked back to, uh, talked to my daughter and I said, honey, I said, come talk. I want to come sit on the bed. And she came and she kind of put her head down and she said, you know, am I in trouble? She's like, I'm always in trouble. You know, a lot of times you think that. And I said, do I correct my daughter that much? You know, but so she's in there and I, and I looked at her and I, I held her hands and I said, honey, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you for that giving unto, uh, you know, just being a blessing. And you know that when, uh, when God calls us, so many times we can have in our mind, oh, God only wants to, to rain on my parade. God only wants to do bad things. But I really believe that that sometimes is what is in our head. It's not what's in God's heart. Because you see, when God called his disciples unto him, it wasn't to berate them. It wasn't to uh, say, boo, or you guys aren't good enough. But the Bible says, says that when uh, the disciples were called, they said he gave them. What did he give them? You know that they say the best things in life are free? I don't believe that, okay? But the best things in life are invisible. That God will give you things that you can't see that are greater than things that you can't see. The Bible says that, that the things that you can see, they're temporal, right? But the things that you can't see, they're eternal, and, uh, you know, if someone's handing out free stuff, there'll be a line, right? Like free stuff you can, like someone's handing out free Chick-fil-A. We went to Chick-fil-A, big, don't go. Go on Sunday. It's much better on Sunday, right? But go, if you go on Saturday, because we had some free Chick-fil-A. Like my wife had some kind of email or something like that. So we're getting free Chick-fil-A. I, I've been to McDonald's and I grew up going to McDonald's. I've never seen a line that was a pinwheel. You know what a pinwheel is? It goes around more than once around the facility. Have you ever seen that? Go to Chick-fil-A on Saturday. And you'll see, I told my wife, I said, just get out and go inside. She said, maybe it's closed. No, no, it's because there were like, uh, I don't know if there were 100 cars, 75 cars, two lines, and they wrapped around once and then kept wrapping around like a paperclip. I'm like, what are they giving out here? Is everyone getting free Chick-fil-A? 
I don't know, but we got some. But you know what? Jesus, they say, preacher, why aren't there all lines up to church? Well, God's not giving out dollar bills, but he's giving something even greater than that. God's giving freedom from sin. God's giving something that the world can't give and the world can't take away. The kingdom of God, the Bible said it's righteousness, a right standing with God. You know, God can't fellowship with sin, but God can give you the ability to fellowship with him when the forgiveness from the blood of the cross comes into our life and we attain a right standing with God, righteousness, and then the accompanying peace. Man, everything's not right right now, but everything's going to work out. Why? Because there's a pattern there. I got a peace that passes all understanding. Say, what happened when your car broke down? Well, I didn't like it. No one likes it because that's uncomfortable, right? But I just realized, you know what? I tried several things to make it work out and just, you know what, God, there's a peace Maybe you want me to go to the car dealership and witness to someone. You know, God sometimes has a crazy way of getting us into a certain place so that we can be a blessing to someone else. And God, do something. But you see that he gave them power. You know that when God calls you, it's to give you power? I heard an account. We have a church in the Philippines. And uh, this... uh, church member was having a uh, a picnic with their family, not a preacher, church member, and someone drowned. A little boy, a little girl drowned. True story. I heard about this over a pulpit in conference, and it was the, the, the preacher that's over there over like the Bible school, Reverend McDonald was sharing it. And so they brought this dead body already turning colors like blue or whatever, brought this dead body out of the water. And so this, this Christian went over and prayed. This is not an illustration from 50 years ago. This is like recent, okay? Maybe a couple years ago. And they prayed over that person that had drowned. Now, they're not an EMT. They prayed. And that person came back to this world. They were alive. Say, preacher, but they were one of the 12 apostles. But you know what? When you have Christ, you have the power of healing. Because who's the power? Jesus. And the Bible said he just gave it to him. Said, preacher, but I want to buy this power. You know what? You can't buy it. It's priceless. But God said, here, I'll give it to you. Here, I'll give you. Hey, I'll give you the Holy Ghost. All you have to do is receive it. All the disciples have to do is hold their hands up. Say, preacher, but healing isn't for today. But does not our Bible say in Mark 16 that these signs shall follow them that believe? They shall lay hands on what? The sick. And what will happen? They'll recover. Why? Well, they got something from Jesus. You know what they got? They got Jesus. And the last thing in the pattern is when God gives us something, he sends us out. And you know it's important for God to give you something? Because in a lot of times, we struggle with who we are. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. You know, if you lose your job, you don't realize how much of your identity is tied up in your job. When people retire from the military, they don't know what to do because they've been a soldier. They've been a Marine. They've been an airman. You you retire from your career. You say, but but I was respected and people knew me there and everyone, I, I, you know, who am I? You know that we need to really not put our identity in who we are down here, but we need to put our identity in who we are up there. Because I've been redeemed. You know, I used to work for somebody. I used to live in a real humble house. 
it was like a little bit better than a trailer. <laughs> it had concrete walls, but it was, yeah, it was something else. But I never said, this is me. This is just a place where I'm living. That's not my identity. I'm a Christian. And I've worked and I've done menial jobs. And I'm not better than it, but it's not who I am. And you know what? If I had a big job, that's not who I am. I was in the military. But that's not who I am. That's what I did. I'm a Christian. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed today. God still has his hand on me and no one will be able to pluck me out of the Father's hand. And no one's able to pluck me out of Jesus' hand. That's who I am. You see, because when God sent you forth, God has a job for you. And God wants you to know that you're special and that you're capable and that you're able and that you're a child of the Most High God. You're a child of the King. That the devil can't overcome you. That Satan can't keep you down. Because you see, it's a pattern. It's a preacher. Let me tell you, I understand all that, but I get down, right? Well, you know what? When Jesus multiplied that bread he gave it to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude right it wasn't one trip there were five thousand men besides women and children on only 12 servers right not that many servers in that restaurant what happens when they ran out of bread they had nothing left to give doesn't say this specifically but don't you believe that they went back to the one that was doing the miracles that was just making it out of nothing and just kept dividing this one piece of bread, this one piece or the five loaves and two fishes and just kept making them more. And so when we get down, that's all we got to do is go back to Jesus. Say, wait a second, if I'm empty, come back to Jesus. And what I'll do, I'll give you some more and then send you right back out there. So when I get down, come back, come back and pray, come back and believe and let God be God one more time. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, let's recognize the patterns. Come on, come to me. And I'll give you something. If you need forgiveness, God's got it. If you need healing, God's got it. If you need power, brethren, God will give it to you. You don't have to earn it. God will just say, I called you for a reason. And I'm going to give you something that you need. But then I'm going to send you out to do a job that you can't do without what I give you. Recognizing patterns. He'll call. And he's calling each one. And he might be calling you for different things. Because each of us has different needs. But God is able to give it to you. And then God is able to send you out to do his work, fully equipped, fully capable, recognizing patterns. Let's find a place to pray. Father, have your way, God. Call, let us hear the voice. Let us receive today with an open heart. God, just let us open our hearts to you. And God, let us go. Let us go forth. Just like God said.
I'm trusting